السلام علیکم و رحمت اللہ وبرکاتہ ان دس ورلڈ ویئر وی انٹریکٹ وتھ مایا الوژن آن اے ریگولر بیسس ہیپینس اینڈ سیڈنس آر ٹو سائڈز of a similar coin, the same coin. We react towards certain things with happiness. Uh, certain things make us sad. And most of these are robotic reactions to situations that we have been programmed to believe are good and or are bad. However, if we examine these situations more closely, if we understand the truth about where we live and how we live and how we act and what we do, we begin to understand that most of what we interact with has nothing to do with happiness or sadness, or in fact, has very little to do with anything. The problem is, we've gotten entangled in it. And because we're entangled in it, we have given it all of these characteristics, and then we react to the characteristics that we've given it. And instead of trying to get untangled, we try to resolve. And here's where the big mistake lies. You can't resolve the world. You can't resolve illusion. You can't make sense out of that which is nonsensical. You can't make sense out of that which has no reality. You can't make sense out of that which really is a bubble, a dream that doesn't exist. So our work is not to resolve, but to untangle. To untangle the grip that maya, that illusion, has on us. And to become free of the influences of illusion. So that we can focus on the area where joy really does exist. So, we have to change venues. We have to change states. We have to change understanding. We have to change where we stand, even though after the change, we may be standing still in exactly the same spot. But we will be different. Pilgrimage takes you from one spot to another. And God willing, something extraordinary should be happening to you 
because you've made that journey. But the truth is, to go on pilgrimage, you don't have to move. You don't have to leave the space that you're in at this very moment. What you have to do is change the nature of your attitude, the nature of the way you react, and the nature of your ideas as to the world and as to happiness and sadness. The world is a place of destruction. Everything within the world disappears. The world is made up of elemental forces which are in conflict with each other. For periods of time, these conflicting elements come together and cooperate, like our bodies. Our bodies are made up of conflicting elements that are cooperating for a period of time. But that cooperation dissipates. It's called aging. That cooperation begins to fall apart. And as that cooperation between the various elemental forces falls apart, our body falls apart. But not just our body. Everything falls apart because of this conflict within the elements. So we need to find a space outside of the elemental nature of existence. We need to find a space outside of the nature of this elemental existence. We need to find a space in the non-elemental. We need to find a space in that which is protected from illusion, that which is protected from dissipating, from falling apart. And where is that? That is in hak, in reality. The space that has no space, the space that has no construct, the space that is non-elemental, the space that is without form, the space that is entirely different than what we have been accustomed to seeing and looking at and interacting with. To get to that space, we need to become untangled from the space that we're in. It's like jail. You need a key to get out, or you need somebody to open the door for you to get out. But until that happens, your body is trapped. Well, we need to somehow escape this entanglement. And Allah has sent wise men, Ketubs, friends of his, and prophets to explain to us how to become disentangled from this web of illusion. Surat al-Asr says that those that man is lost except for those who focus on the truth of Allah and help others in the work of understanding Allah. 
Now, that's a pretty simple and easy to understand proclamation. God's work is the only worthwhile work. Everything else is entanglement. Everything else is difficulty. Everything else is a useless, non-positive endeavor. So, how do we make this shift? In ancient times, even now in some places, people make this shift by running away from the world. They hide in something called a monastery or a darga. In the world today, in the teaching of Sufism today, we live in the world, yet attempt to be not of the world while we live in the world. So, we move through illusion. We move through the hypnotisms and the magnetisms of illusion. Yet, somehow, we try to be non-affected by it. Something like the doctor who walks into the Ebola ward wearing coverings that keep this Ebola from him. We have to develop a suit to walk into the world with that protects us from the illusory nature and the pulls and pushes that are thrust upon us when we walk into this world. We need a coating to protect us. We need a suit of armor to protect us. And what is this coating? What is this protection? It's the understanding of reality. It's the understanding of Hak. And this knowledge becomes our protection. Why is it so important to gain knowledge? The prophet said, go even unto China to gain knowledge. Because knowledge protects you. If you don't know, then you are susceptible to the powers of that which you don't understand. But if you do understand, then you have a protection against these powers. So, we have to protect ourselves from the entanglements that we are in the world. Because if we don't protect ourselves, then just like bacteria that makes our bodies ill, just like a virus that makes our bodies ill, the world and our entanglements will make our bodies ill. And the doctors in today's world even understand some of this. They call it stress. And they give it various other kinds of names that have nothing to do with physical intrusions into your being, yet these intrusions act on your physical being in the same way as a parasite.
this stress can grab hold of you and make you incapable of functioning. This stress can grab hold of you and bring fear into your being, which makes you shudder throughout your entire being. And how do you release yourself from these fears and from these stresses? Through faith and through understanding that there is nothing to fear. Each one of us faces the same difficulties in the world. Each one of us faces the same dilemmas in the world. None of us have been given an easier path or a harder path. Each of us have been given the path that is appropriate for us. Do you think it is easier for the beggar to give up his two pennies than it is for the king to give up his kingdom? And Allah asks the same thing of the beggar as he asks of the king. At the end, he takes everything. So, while we're running through this world, thinking that the things we garner, the things that we get, are what make us happy, what they do is, they entangle us more and more and deeper and deeper. They don't release us. They bring us more into the confusion that is illusion. They make it more difficult for us to escape and to be at peace. Peace is an important word. Salam means peace. But we must always understand that when we say salam, we are not only saying peace. We are saying a name of Allah. So, peace is not available without Allah. (laughs) They're one and the same. They are combined within each other. It's like the rose and its smell. You can't separate them. So, if you truly want salam, you also truly want Allah. And if you think that you can get peace without Allah, you have fallen to the lies that illusion gives you. If you have this job, you will be peaceful. If you have this house, you will be peaceful. If you have this husband, if you have this wife, if you have this, if you have that, you will be peaceful. The only thing that will make you peaceful is Allah. If you have Allah, then you will be peaceful because Allah is peace and there is no other place that peace exists. And when we can begin to understand that all good things come from Allah and are with Allah, then we can become disentangled. Because when we truly believe in Allah, a fire will be set off in us. And this fire 
will burn the binds that entangle us. It will release us from all of the things that hold us captive within the world. And until we approach it in that direction, it's like a maze that doesn't have an exit. And the ones who don't understand this will tell you, as the existentialists told us, there is no exit. Well, there is an exit. And the exit for us is within us and outside of us and everywhere we'll look. And that exit is Allah. The escape is Allah. The answer is Allah. The peace is Allah. It is all within Allah. And when we can begin to focus in this way on existence and know where our peace is and know where our truth is, then we can have the strength to leave behind all of the things that we thought were the truth before someone told us about reality. And it's not so easy to do. So don't think that this isn't a struggle. Don't think that there's something wrong with you because you can't do it in 18 seconds. This is the work of a lifetime. This is the work of our existence. This is the true jihad. And this is the holy war. And what is the holy war? The war that we become holy. That war isn't outside of us. The war is with ourselves so that we become holy. It is and was and always will be Allah's intention that we become holy. Now, we need to make that our intention. We need to make that what we strive for. But while we are in fear, and while we are in the midst of stress, and while we are entangled and think we have to resolve the world, this becomes incredibly difficult. Now, let me explain a little bit about what makes it so difficult. When we try to resolve things, we have a vested interest in their outcome. We want things to occur in certain ways. We want to impose our will on the outcome of things. As long as we attempt to impose our will on this untangling, then the untangling can't happen. Because the untangling is attached to us. And what we're doing is, we're not untangling, we're just creating new needs. We're creating new desires. We're creating more things that we want to be a certain way. We're attempting to control. And in attempting to control anything, 
we create more and more complications. We create more and more, is a long fancy word, it's called conundrums. A conundrum is a situation that's impossible to get out of. And that's what we do. We create more and more conundrums, situations that we can't get out of. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't have work to do to untangle things in the world. But there's a way to approach that. We have to untangle without expectation. Hard. We have to untangle without self-motivation. We have to untangle without imposing our will. Only when that happens will we be able to remove the chains that bind us. But if we impose our will, if we have expectations, if we expect things to happen in a certain way, all we're doing is creating more and more entanglements that have to be dealt with later. So somehow... We have to be in the world and appear to believe in the world, but not believe in the world. We have to believe in Allah. And we have to believe that Allah is the one who will disentangle us. Now, that doesn't mean we shouldn't put forth effort in this disentanglement. We have to become involved. But again... We have to become involved without trying to save ourselves by changing our status in the world. That's very hard to understand. We can't save ourselves by changing our status in the world. Just like titles aren't going to make you any more than who you are. We can't save ourselves by changing our status in the world. We can't save ourselves by becoming more rich. We can't save ourselves by becoming more famous. We can't save ourselves by having more things. That's not how we become saved. That's not how we become disentangled. We save ourselves by not needing the world and all of the supposed treasures that the world has. We save ourselves by needing Allah. We save ourselves through the focus on Allah. Now, that doesn't mean that we are solitary beings. It means we can have companions on this path. We can have people to help us on this path. We can work on this path together with others. But we have to be pure of motive. We can't have jealousies. We can't have resentments. We can't want more for ourselves than we want for others. There has to be a cleanliness to our operation. When a doctor goes to perform surgery, he washes everything. To become clean, we need to wash everything to become clean. 
That's why we do ablutions five times a day, to remind ourselves that we need not only to be clean outside, but we need to be clean inside. We have to have pure motives. We have to have godly motives. We have to have holy motives. And then we step into that holy war to make ourselves holy. This is the work. And this is the only escape. And this is the only truth. And this is the only way. And this is all there is. Yet, we have made such a mountain out of this existence. This world is a tiny, tiny, tiny dot. Man, woman, is great. The world is tiny. You are greater than all of the universes. Everything in existence exists within you. Realize the elevated stature that you have and how you degrade this stature by beginning to swallow the world. You came into this world pure. You came into this world as the highest nature that creation can be. We need to return to that state. We need to return the state that is unsoiled and unspoiled by illusion. We can't let that which glitters and that which shines grab us. We have to know that the truth is with Allah. The truth is with love. The truth is with kindness. The truth is with compassion. The truth is with mercy. The truth is with all good things. And anything that doesn't have the qualities of purity and the qualities of tolerance and the qualities of love and the qualities of kindness is not the truth is not the way, is not where we should be. So let us pray that love enters into our being. Now, for it to enter into our being, it also has to be able to flow through our being. And this is what we have to understand. Nothing that is valuable are we capable of holding on to for ourselves. Nothing that is valuable can be locked away in a treasure house. All that is of value comes through us and out of us. It comes from Allah and goes to our fellow beings. We become conduits for the truth. We become conduits for the work of our Lord in this world. And to do that, we can't have blocks because it blocks the love. Resentment blocks love. Anger blocks love. Jealousy blocks love. All of these non-godly qualities stop the flow. And we need to stop 
that which stops the flow. We need to release ourselves from all of the things that the whisperer brings into our ears. We need to understand that our pain is the same as everybody else's pain, and everybody else's pain is the same as ours. We need to understand that everybody's hunger is the same as our hunger. We have to walk the path of compassion and mercy. We have to walk the path of the prophets and the saints and the Qutubs and the holy ones. We have to be the ones who walk with open hands, ready to give and ready to help in every instance, in every situation. And we have to be satisfied whether we have a full plate of food or a crust of bread and a drop of water. We have to be grateful and satisfied. May Allah make this all easy for us. May he allow us to understand it and may we all be set free in him. Amin, amin. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.